Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. No, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd get his... <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave! <laughs> Dave, Dave smells like nougat! Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You might be there right now watching the NCAA Basketball Championship that's about to tip off. You could be watching LSU Baseball. they got the spring game coming up. you got the draft. It's this month. It is draft month. Hooray. The Pelican House, they're awesome. Uh, me and my wife stopped there on the way back from Houston for my brother's awesome wedding. It was fantastic. Gay weddings, Trump heterosexual weddings every day of the week. They're just better. They just are. I'm just going to say it. Uh, so the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You, They support us, so you should support them. All right. Kevin was at WrestleMania this weekend. We'll get to that later on. Um, we're going to do the we've worst. Got a, we've, got a, we've got a tasty bracket. We have the, the, the bracket set up from Andrew, the worst Sean Payton draft pick bracket, which uh, Andrew threw it together, and then I texted him. I was like, where's this player? Where's that player? And Andrew was like, oh, shit. So we had a little – we had a little, some arguments on the on the, on the seating committee. The, the seating committee almost excluded someone that was real important. But besides that, it was a great – it's a great bracket. We're going to have big fun with that. Um – the Saints didn't have uh, too much news um, uh, yet. You know, they, they didn't sign anybody. But my, my question to you, um, Andrew, and I guess I'll start here, is um, they – I don't think they're going to do anything else in free agency before the draft. Are you okay with that? Uh, No. No, I'm not. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm satisfied with how free agency has gone. Uh, the number of linebackers uh, getting fairly, uh, you know, obviously replacing Watson with a guy that I think hopefully will be better. Um, re- retaining a lot of their own guys. Uh, you know, obviously the Raphael Bush loss hurt, um, but I was happy they were able to keep Josh Hill and Calamete, and it looks like Lolito staying. So, um, good job overall retaining yeah, talent. Dallas wanted Lolito. They have six quality starting linemen. Like, what? Possibly, yeah, they're on to something, right? What? Well, no. What could their pitch? What could possibly be their pitch to him? Come in and be the backup 
backup lineman? Like, he'd be the mm, yeah, that's se- exactly right. Well, I think that's probably why he didn't sign. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I, I mean, for me, guard and re- receiver are two positions that they need to draft, but they also need veterans to compete at those positions. So I would say, especially a guard, if they go into the draft where basically they, they might have to get two. No. Um, be, because they don't get a veteran, that that's a concern to me. So I, I would say I'm not thrilled if they go in the free agents. Uh, sorry, the draft without extra free agents, but I'd be okay with it. All right, hell. So I was thinking when I was driving home, Nick, Nick Underhill, they do a fine podcast. They were saying that I would lose my mind if the Saints drafted Jalen Smith, who is the linebacker, who was the number one pick, if he hadn't shattered his knee and had nerve damage and all this. And I was thinking, Kevin. The NFL draft is the only thing in life where people are dying for teams to pay full price for a wrecked 2016 BMW because of potential. So my right. question, so my question to you is, do you think there's any possible way that the Saints would take Jalen Smith in the first three rounds? First three rounds, um, I could see maybe the third. I, I don't the Saints typically avoid drafting linebackers. I mean, hasn't that been the big joke with with the Saints is that Sean Payton wouldn't draft a linebacker if one was standing right in front of him? Well, they, <laughs> they said, no. Coach, I'm a I am a top ten linebacker. <laughs> they've they've, dra- they've drafted Ronald Powell. Uh, oh, that Kyrie was a good one. Fort. Oh, that was oh. a good one. I'm not saying like those are fourth and fifth round picks. I mean, they have, I can't remember Peyton ever drafting one in the first round. I mean, um, and, and 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 has Peyton ever drafted a guy that that you would certainly have to just sit? I wait, mean, wait, wait a minute. They just drafted Anthony in the first round last year. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> but but was that but was that injury purposes? That wasn't injury purposes. No, he what was a mean? first round draft pick. No, they were just saying. No, I, I mean, like, I mean, like, they drafted Meacham. And they got, sat. They, they sat in Meacham for a year. Okay. And he had the hurt knee. Yeah. But did they know that when they? I mean, did they know how bad it was when they picked him? Though mm-hmm. I don't know that they did. Yeah. So I can't. Oh, well. Well, then. I, okay. So then, even if they did know, then use that in this example. You would hope that they would have learned from that mistake. And. They would just be like, listen, this guy's got a shattered knee, so we're not touching this guy. And yeah. I, I tell you what, if they drafted him in the first in the first two rounds, uh, Saints Twitter would be like a couch in West Virginia, and it would be on fire. <laughs> Kevin, the pregame show, the, the postgame draft, if they draft Jalen Smith in the first or second round, and they haven't done massive trade downs and have accumulated like three or four extra picks, like it's just going to be like – uh, like a me, and you, me and you just yeah, me and you just yelling. It's gonna just be me. It's just gonna be me going Roddy Piper. Uh, uh, look, and, I, I love the player too, but he has possible nerve damage. And you know what the seventh round is for? It's for drafting broken players that have a snowball's chance in hell of coming back. So that's when I would take him. I, I guess my other Dave, my other question is, uh, do you think the Saints will? Be looking at problem children like Robert Nikemdichi. Um, no offense. 
Noah Spence. He likes the, uh, no, he like, he likes no, the I, ecstasy. I, <laughs> Uh, no, I, I actually I don't think that they uh, would look at that. I, I think that they've really done a pretty good job the last year or two in getting away from that. I, I think the Junior Gallet thing kind of burned them a little bit. And, um, a little yeah. bit. A little. Bit. <laughs> and, well, I mean like I mean like made them angry. I don't mean like it screwed the team. Obviously, I know that screwed the team over. Uh, but I, I think they kind of learned their lesson a little bit from that. So. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I think they probably would stay stay away. I think for me, it's all about risk reward. I mean, if you look at the history, this is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Chris Ivory, Kyrie Robinson, those are guys with massive checkered brack backgrounds. um, And they were undrafted. So, you know, obviously at some point there's a value there. P.J. Williams, a year ago they drafted him in the first round, a third round. He's a corner that has a first round grade. And I remember as soon as they drafted him, you know, it was kind of brought up that he had a questionable character concern, and no, P.J. A- Williams said in his interview, he was like, yeah, Sean Payton told me, like, if I make one mistake, they're shipping me out of here. So that, they're that, not, that, you know, he told no. me they're not going to tolerate. But that, I, So I think, obviously, they valued P.J. Williams' talent but the, so no, much. But that, but no, Andrew, that's a great point, because that, that's, so, I think, I think that's sort of your, that might, that might be your marker for troublemakers, like guys, like like if Noah Spence, like if he would fall, and like when the Saints are on the clock in the third round, like that's when you can off the record of last year picking P.J. Williams, you could say, okay, it's third round, this guy with the with the red flags, now he now he's a potential guy for the Saints. But most importantly, yeah. in this podcast, we didn't get to it off the top, and we should have. That's that's poor hosting duties by me, Andrew Juge is the April Fool's master at Saints Nation. He has done two years ago. Two years ago, he did the Jimmy Graham trade. And this year, I'm not good at April Fool's jokes. If I could do them, I would. Uh, but I'm not good. So I was giving Andrew ideas. And I said, you should do the, You should do like a Drew Brees contract with like a sort of kind of ridiculous number of bonus money that would like freak people out. Andrew goes, I got it, dude. Saints are going to sign Roddy White. I was like, I was like, dude, done. I was like, you are the master. And, and Andrew, I don't. I thought my favorite part was when the Saints acknowledged 
that your that your April Fool's joke had gone viral and sort of taken over Twitter for like five minutes, and they acknowledged it by we didn't sign one of the players that you hate the most. Like, <laughs> I, I thought that was your biggest victory, but explain to the people what you're most proud of about the joke. Yeah, no, for me, the the part that really made me feel as a Saints fan like I had arrived and that I, I, I didn't know if I could take this blogging any further uh, was when I would see Falcons fans gripe within <laughs> themselves and, and start to fight with each other. And so you, you would get like someone on Twitter that would say, you know, basically, I can't believe that Roddy would do this to us. Where's the loyalty? And then you'd have the camp that would be like, well, the dude's got to get paid. We just cut him. And so the back and forth of just basically single-handedly creating a fake story that caused a fan base that I despise to turn on each other you, was you, you my, are, my greatest moment of my life. You are like – you are like – I hate to get political, but you're like Donald Trump. You like dropped – he like dropped into the Republican Party and has caused a civil war. You did it with Atlanta. You dropped in and you caused a civil war and you left. It might be – Andrew, it might be your greatest blogging accomplishment. It's good. I mean, you're a regular, I, I think so. regular General Sherman. You, you, you are the General Sherman of bloggers, sir, and we salute you. I had, <laughs> I, I had to get that. I meant to get that to that off the top, but I'm a bad host. Um, so that was uh, Andrew's April Fool's g- glory. Um, you know, Kevin, we always say that, like me and you are, I think, sort of, we like the jokes, but we always are. I think me and you are grounded in sort of this reality where we and, – and Andrew and Dave too, we all are – where we understand that like in the NFL, talent trumps everything almost. Like Alden Smith got a two-year deal today from the Raiders. But Kevin, Greg Hardy, who is a double-digit sack machine, I don't think he's going to get signed by a team and he's going on ESPN – to Adam Schefter to try to rehabilitate his image. So my my question is not if the Saints going to take Greg Hardy because I that, we know that ain't going to happen. No. But my question is, I think there's like a 60, 70 percent chance Greg Hardy's not going to have a job, and that to me is great. That is crazy because he's good. No, Ralph, I do not think uh, he's going to he's going to be gainfully employed by a team in 2016. <clears throat> I mean, this guy in. <clears throat> In no way sounds contrite. I mean, he's he's still denying it. He's still denying it to himself. He's he is still in a state of denial. I, I don't understand. I've quote quote. I've never put my hand on any women in my entire life. No sir, that's just not how we're raised. As you can no, tell, sir. tell no, sir. like I said again, it's the Bible Belt. It's just something that's I wouldn't even say frowned upon. Just something that's non-existent in most southern homes. Andrew, the thing is, and then we'll get to the bracket evidence. The thing I don't understand with Greg Hardy is if you are his agent or in his inner circle, who is there to, like, sit him down and say, look, dude, it doesn't matter if you think you didn't do anything wrong or whatever. You got to go out there and you got to do the dog and pony show. You got to act like you care, you gotta donate to a women's shelter. You gotta do all these things, or you ain't gonna have no job. Like, I don't understand. No, I, but I think he's one of those guys. I mean, you, you come across these people in life sometimes, <laughs> where, where it's just they're impossible to reason with. 
he's a complete loose cannon. I, I don't think there's anyone in his circle that it, that is brave enough. Brave people enough are to... terrified of this guy. I mean, but that I mean, he's a level. Dave, he's a level of stupid that is beyond like Forrest Gump stupid. He's like, I mean, I don't think it's that he's stupid. I think he's crazy. Either or, I mean, he's like, I, I don't think it's possible to to rationalize with him. I mean, <laughs> he lives in this fantasy universe where he's Greg Hardy and he doesn't have to answer to anyone. I mean, but and, and frankly, well, the not tens having of a job millions, in the NFL will be a, a good, a good. I mean, frankly, he's played lesson. what like fifty nine snaps in the last two years, and he's gotten paid like twenty five million dollars to do it. Yeah, that's he, true. He's basically getting, he getting paid like five hundred k per snap <laughs> if you if you average it out. So. I mean that that that's feeding his dementia. <laughs> Lord, well, the American dream. The American dream, but he won't, I don't think he's going to be playing for a team this year. I really don't. Which is good. Which is I mean it's good, but it's cra- but it's crazy cuz he's not like a Ray Rice where you can argue that he's kind of washed up. I mean, Greg Hardy if if he played when he plays, he's really really good at sacking the quarterback. It's just it's surprising it's, it's surprising to me that he's just this Sort of, as I would call it stupid, Andrew calls it insane. Um, I mean, if you can't get along with Jerry, I don't know what else to say. Um, yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe the league has sent out. Maybe, you know, maybe the league has sent a memo that says, "Hey, nobody signed this guy. Nobody's allowed to sign this guy. This Ooh, guy well, is when, not, when you get a one-year private deal with the Cowboys and that doesn't work out. Yeah, I just don't see where where else there is to go. There's and Al Davis is dead. So there, there yeah. there's no else. <laughs> All right. So we promised people the the bracket, so we're doing the challenge bracket. And and this year, last year I think we did the best Sean Payton draft pick. This year we're doing the worst, which is just so so fun because there are so many bad picks, especially lately. Um. So we're gonna go bracket. Andrew, we got we had enough. We had not quite 64. We had a couple people got buys. Um, mm-hmm. The number one seeds were Stanley Jean Baptiste uh, and Al Woods. They were two. They were the number one and two seeds, and they both got buys. Um, so let's just knock out uh, about eight rounds of round one. So let's uh, go. Let's get to this gentleman, and then we'll get to Twitter questions, which we have a lot. So a first match that's up, Kevin, is Demario Presley, number thirty-two, versus Martez Wilson. Who you got as being worse? Oh God! <clears throat> Didn't I? I I feel like Martez Wilson got more playing time. <laughs> playing time, yeah, he did. He did. That's accurate. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Demario Presley then. Wrong, Martez Wilson, because he jumped off sides during this podcast. Andrew, <laughs> and it was fourth and two. Yeah, Andrew, <laughs> <laughs> to give the offensive first down. Yeah. Um, well, Martez Wilson was drafted higher, so the expectations were higher. Um, I think Martez, you know, like you said, the boneheaded special team stuff, jumping off sides on fourth and two, he, he did that numerous times. I mean, just the Cardinal sin, unacceptable. But he also had more splash plays than Presley. And he had a big, I think he had a two-sack game in the playoffs against the Lions. Yeah, so I would say Wilson was Wilson was a little bit more feast or famine, whereas Presley was just kind of a role-playing backup that barely saw the field. So I'm going to pick uh, 
Presley to advance. Dave. Oh, we're picking the worst, so yeah, Presley. All right, Presley it is. All right, this one's interesting. Uh, Andrew, Vinny Sensari, 16, versus Reggie Bush, 49. Well, it's not really interesting. It's t- well, I think Reggie was kind of a disappointment in the end. I mean, he did help the Saints win a Super Bowl, and uh, but damn, what, what, was he worth the second overall pick? Um but my pick is Sinceri only because he <laughs> hasn't played a snap and he's spent his first two years on IR. Yeah. And he was one of the better draft picks from 2014, which is sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go I'll go Vinny Sinceri too, Dave. I mean, the Saints had to draft Reggie Bush. Like, there was no way that after Mario Williams got taken first and the Saints were second, there was no way they were going to pass. If they had passed on Reggie Bush, we would have all been... No, they had to take... You're right. They had to take him. They, they, would, have, they would have lost their mind, so... Um, and, and Reggie Bush contributed way more than Vinny Sinceri has uh, and may ever will, so Sinceri. Kevin? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm also going Sinceri. Uh, this is... Okay, Kevin, I'll start with you here. Tavon Rooks, 17, versus Stefan Anthony... Number forty-eight. I'm going why Tavon. Is, why Rooks. is Anthony even on this? I'm going Tavon got, Rooks. Because we got every pick. Rooks. Every pick is on remember, here. I don't oh. even remember Tavon Rooks being drafted. Tavon. Now, 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 I preface that with I'm shitty at remembering things, but I have no recollection of that name. Usually, if you tell me a name. It'll jog a memory. Ta- I have no recollection. Of well, I, I've got I've got a little <laughs> tidbit for you, Kevin, if you want. Okay. Um, and I don't want to I don't want to be inappropriate here. I, I mean, I don't want to bang on the guy because Tavon he, Rooks he wasn't a, in he, Mike Dettelier's book. That's how low. Well, not not only was it not was he not in Mike <laughs> Dettelier's book, he got cut. He was on the Saints practice squad. Then he got cut. Then he was on the Vikings, I think, last year, and he had a heart attack in training camp. Yeah. He survived. Really? He survived. Though. Got, yeah, he did survive. He, he's alive, but he had a heart attack in training camp, and so I don't know. N- nice work uh, with the health evaluation. Can Saints. we? Can we all agree, Tavon Rooks there? <laughs> okay. Yeah, Tavon Rooks. Yes. All right, all right, Dave. This one. These are these are pretty. These are pretty straightforward. These games. They don't get. They don't get interesting for a while. Chip Vaughn, Teron Armstead. <laughs> Dave, are you there? Who in Toronto, Armstead? Chip Vaughn. Chip Vaughn. Oh, Chip Vaughn in Toronto. Yeah, okay, this is a no-brainer, Chip Vaughn. That was the year that the Saints didn't have any scouting budget, so they just drafted Chip Vaughn and Stanley Arno. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, yeah, I think they only have the uh, Wake Forest draft book. And uh, and they both were te- <laughs> they both were terrible. Chip Vaughn, uh, Kevin, who you got? Yeah, I got Chip Vaughn, and and I'm embarrassed to say I was like. I, I was I, I was so happy that they got Chip Vaughn and Stanley Arno just because oh they're they're drafting they're drafting for defense now thank <laughs> God and yeah. it, you know nothing from either one of them. All right, this might be interesting, Andrew Nate Bussy twenty <laughs> oh, Nate Bussy ba- baby or cat? Uh, both. A combo <laughs> combo one. Double whammy. Nate Nate Busey, John Jenkins. I'm actually going to pick John Jenkins to advance because I feel like he's going more the way of Akeem Hicks, and when you consider 
what the Saints gave up to get him. They gave up Chris Ivory, and they moved up in the third round. Bussy made the team as a seventh-round pick and played a few games. I mean, that's decent for a seventh-round pick. So um, Jenkins has accomplished more, but I feel like he's more of a disappointment considering expectations. So I'm going to pick Jenkins to advance in an upset. Yeah. Um, next, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Jenkins too. He's just a guy. They gave up a lot to get him. I mean, they gave up a. They gave up uh, Chris Ivory. And, a thousand yard back, yeah. yeah, and and a and and a fourth round pick, I think, to get. I think I'm not sure. It was a lot, and he's just a guy. So I think is that. So who hasn't voted on this? I uh, well, I, I would go. I would go with Bussy. I mean, first of all, they got rid of Chris Ivory, but uh, you know, it's not like they've been missing Chris Ivory. They've been fine in the running back department. They don't even know how to use a good running back whenever they find one. So. Uh, getting rid of Chris Ivory is no big deal at all. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just, John Jenkins has contributed to this team more than Nate Bussey did, and nobody really remembers Nate Bussey, so how good of a draft pick could it really have been? Kevin? I'll go John Jenkins. Yeah! Ooh, upset! Come on. Upset. Upset. Yeah. I, I just think, man, it's like, Dave, I think the equivalent of is like when you pay, when you overpay for something. Like the Saints overpaid for John Jenkins, and he's eh, not that good. All right, next one, <laughs> we got we got two more, we got two more, and then this bracket's done. Sean Canfield, number nine, Carl Nix. Sean Canfield has a chance to win it all. I think he, he's nah. he's a he, nah. he's a sleeper. Nah, because he didn't he didn't do anything in he didn't I don't think he did anything in games to make us mad. Yeah, you're right. He needed more picks. He needed more. I, I mean, mean, he was dra- yeah. drafted as a backup. Well, yeah. well I, I, I'm making this a clean sweep because Carl Nix made the freaking Pro Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, Kevin. Andrew Tiller, who I didn't even remember, uh, or Kikaha. Uh, Tiller. Tiller. Yeah, I don't even remember. Like Tiller was an offensive. Was they drafted? Didn't they draft him and Jermon Bushrod and one other guy in the same year? And Bushrod was the only one that ended up being worth a damn. Yeah, who was the one with the afro from Nebraska? Uh-oh. Oh, uh, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about, but okay. I can't think of his name. All right, one, we'll go. We'll go one more. Marcel ra- Jones. Marcel. We'll, yeah. We'll go one more round, and then we'll be done for tonight. Number four, Charles Brown versus 61, Jari Evans. Charles Brown, Andrew, is a sleeper. Another, con- another he, contender. He can win it all because he was a high draft pick that was – Second round, right? Second round yep. that was a bust, but he played a lot, and he was terrible. So I'm voting Charles Brown. I think he's – I would put solid money to him on win, win it all. He might be underseated at four. Dave wasn't he? Wasn't he like cut on the plane on the way home from uh, St. Louis? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sean Payton's like I saw enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, Charles Brown. Uh, Kevin. Charles Brown. All right, so that'll finish up uh, this round, and we'll go. We'll go the rest mm-hmm. of round one next week. Uh, I think we're just going to wrap it up this week because we've had, like, technical issues in the background. You know what? Fuck it. We're going to do some questions. We'll rapid fire these. We'll rapid fire these <laughs> son of the bitches until it cuts off. Uh, Most of them usually aren't questions anyway. They're just 
they're just comments or Skook, witty remarks. Skook says, we are sending in our season ticket renewals this week, price raise and all. Are we freaking stupid or what? No, man. What are you going to do in the fall? If you got the money, do it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dylan asks, Kevin, better fight, Peter Griffin versus the chicken or Batman versus Superman? Uh, considering I still haven't seen Batman versus Superman, uh, I would say Peter Griffin versus the chicken. Does uh, Batman versus Superman last as long? No. Andrew, uh, if you had to, if you had a, a free pass to guarantee health and a breakout year from anyone but Breeze, who would you use it on? The Pelicans. What? The Pelicans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the poor Pelicans, man. They can't even. They can't even tank. They can't even tank correctly. Yeah. No, I'll pick. Uh, so, hmm. I will go with Teron Armstead. Uh, Robert asks, "How confused will you be if the Saints draft a tight end tight in end. in the first round?" Robert, you mis <laughs> you misspelled enraged. You misspelled enraged. <laughs> Uh, um, let's see. Uh, how bad is, did Joe ask? How bad is the O line going to be, Andrew? Should I be crapping my pants yet? <laughs> you absolutely should. I don't think. I mean, I, I still want to see Andres Pete unseat Zach Streif. I'll be worried if Pete is not the right tackle. Um, but I, I think if Pete turns into what we hope he is, then you're good at left tackle, you're good at center, and you're good at right tackle. And Streif is. You still have another tackle in there that's decent. So. Yeah. Guard, it's really guard that I'm worried about. And so, you got to draft one. This Hi. Is, this is Streif, inter- Streif actually just got married a couple of weeks ago in yeah. Cabo. Uh, Dave, this is inter- for the second time, right? Dave, this is yeah. a, this is a really interesting question from Eric. If Fairley plays amazing, do you pay to keep him, or are you just happy with the one-year discount rental? Bye bye. I don't care if he's Leroy Glover. 2,000 level good and has 17 and a half sacks. The Saints should never give him a long-term deal. Bye-bye. No, no, but 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 should they let him? Right, but should they not void the last two years of his contract? I, I think I think it would be fine to let him play out his his, no, his phantom three-year no, contract. You, you, that that's not an option. It voids either the, way. The deal the deal automatically voids if he's on the roster. Andrew, should I be uh, should I be horrified or impressed that Mickey Loomis has dead money in a one year contract? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> That's the right answer. That is the right answer. Um, let's see, uh, Kevin, if you could have a stud guard and a wide receiver making the offense elite and average thirty points a game. And a kicker, or all defense draft, and you're guaranteed a top fifteen defense, but you don't get a guard. Which which of oh. those which which of those two options do you choose? A top fifteen defense. I mean, you'd have to you'd have to offer me a, you'd have to offer me better on that defense. So on the options you presented, I'll take the one about offense. Yeah, Andrew. <clears throat> You're promising me a kicker too, on yeah. top of a, you get a on top of a. You get a stud guard, an elite wide receiver, and a kicker. Oh, but I no, mean, burn but, the def- burn I mean, the defense to the ground. We yeah, saw in 2011 how that goes. 
I w- yeah. the thing is with the defense, no. the defense even in the top fifteen with no guards, I would worry for Drew Brees' health. And if Drew Brees would get injured, I don't care if your defense is top five. You're not going better than eight and eight. You're just not. That's that's what I'd we're, take the defense. Yo, Dave would take the defense. Yo. All right, this is yep. fi- final question for you, Kevin. Peter King. Pete Prisco and Jeff Duncan go overboard in the ocean. You have one life raft. Who gets it? <laughs> one life jacket. You better not say Duncan. I have one life jacket. Um, who is it? Prisco, it? Duncan, and who? King. Oh, and King. Prisco, Duncan, and Peter King. Um, I tell you what, I'll throw it to the shark that's swimming up to eat them. <laughs> I would say you. I would say you keep it because you might need it for yourself later. <laughs> uh, second option. Second option. I'll put it on. I'll. I would put it on. Uh, eh, never mind. I was gonna make a, a sick joke. I'm not gonna do that. So anyway, we were gonna. <laughs> Kevin, give me, give me, Kevin, give me 20 seconds on your WrestleMania experience. And when I say 20 seconds, I mean 20 seconds, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh. So drove to Dallas on Wednesday night, overnight into Thursday morning. That was like a 12-hour drive. Uh, saw some good wrestling over the weekend. Uh, a lot of good indie shows, and then saw WrestleMania, and then me and my buddies drove back right after the show, so about 11 and a half hours back. Uh, yeah, it was a, a WrestleMania, fun show, up until maybe like the last 45 how many, minutes. How many five-hour how, how five energies did you have to plow through? Uh, me, I didn't do too many. I ended up drinking a few monsters. I didn't drive as long as I probably should have, like switching in and out with, with my buddies. So I... I'm sure I'm going to owe them something in the future. Yeah. So thanks for that. I, WrestleMania, it interests me. How is it from that giant stadium looking at the wrestlers? Because it's, it's just the one ring. So how is it, even though that J- Jerry's got the giant video board, how is that experience? I'm curious. Um, It's, I guess you go for to something like that for more of the spectacle. Gotcha. Like, like you're just seeing, like, it's just, it's crazy to be in a building with, a hundred thousand people yelling and freaking out about something. Now, I have to say, Jerry's World, you can say whatever you want. To, that stadium's awesome. Well, ex- I'll tell you this, though. It's awesome except for the fact that the way they – it's awesome except for the fact that the, the wait to get in for, oh. uh, for, oh, for and a the lot park. of people and the for park. a lot of people was utterly ridiculous. And the, par- and the, and the parking, the parking is Yeah, on. the parking is a nightmare. We took a shuttle there from a restaurant. And that was that was eight dollars well spent. Oh yes, it is. Um, we ended up getting out of the stadium. It took us maybe like thirty-five minutes to get out of the stadium and to the uh, the the line for the shuttle. But the shuttle people, we got through the line into the shuttle and back to our cars in about twenty-five minutes. That's and then we were on the road by midnight. That's the that's the one thing about Jerry World. It's 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 a phenomenal stadium. The parking is just disastrous. So we got to get out of here because just so much, to, so many technical issues. Apologize for the short trip, but anyway, for Dave, go to Canal Street Chronicles. Andrew, go to Saints Nation. He's got the April Fool's joke about Roddy White. If you haven't read it, go there, read it. It's awesome. For Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin. Until next week, the bar is closed. The show was a bigger dud than Roman Reigns and Triple H. <laughs>